0: time management, file and image management, and yes, the list does go on. We're going to save you an incredible amount of time in your work week, and we promise not to be too nerdy. This podcast is brought to you by Photographer's Edit, custom image editing for the wedding and portrait photographer. Visit photographersedit.com. All right, we are officially live. How's everybody doing?
1: Good. How are you doing? Good, Good. good.
0: Yeah, it's been a little bit of a crazy week. I actually got to, to take the day off yesterday, which was kind of nice. I haven't good. really done that in a while, but um but took otherwise like a it's whole crazy. day
2: off. That's good. I did.
0: Good. I did. Um, it was nice. And I traveled a little bit and then I'm back and back at it. So That's uh, awesome. I hope everybody's week is going well though. And for those of you joining us uh, both live and on the podcast, welcome to workflow Wednesday, our our weekly Focus or conversation that's focused on that very topic of workflow, more specifically efficient workflow. And uh, we, the last we actually started was it last week or the week before? I'm trying to think the if week we started before, last. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. we started a
0: conversation around the the, the topic of outsourcing editing, and uh, we've been kind of highlighting Rich and Heather on this topic because uh, well, they are the most active of photographers in this bunch, and uh, they've they've Selected. used photographers <laughs> edit on and off for quite some time, and so to that point, I think we're just going to kind of jump right into conversation this week. Um, last week, we talked about kind of the philosophy that drives the idea of even outsourcing editing to begin with.
1: I, I went off uh, philosophy on you guys. It, so, it was so feel, good. Philosophical, sorry. I think I may
0: have even gotten some goosebumps or something while, while you were talking. <laughs> I mean, it was really good stuff. And, and um, there may have been some conversation afterwards like, hey, you guys have to hear this, this what Rich just said. It was so good. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, if you haven't, had the opportunity to listen to that episode uh, or watch that episode. Uh, for those of you listening, you can go to facebook.com slash Photogs, edit P-H-O-T-O-G-S-E-D-I-T. I don't know why I still have to think about that. And then um, if you're watching live on video right now, you can check out the podcast, go back. It's so easy to listen in audio format while you're driving or going for a walk or whatever it might be. And uh, if you just go to Boca, bokeh, B-O-K-E-H podcast.com and, um, then you can you can listen in on that. And I'm. Can you guys see me? Okay, we're getting a little bit of fuzzy here.
2: A little pixelated. Yeah, oh. Haley. Is Haley I would H- say worse than you. Yeah. Oh no,
3: I know.
0: Okay, well, we're gonna. If, for those of you listening, <laughs> in, we we're currently dealing with this. Uh, I don't even know What you would call it? Honestly, it's just rain. I'm a little surprised why there's so much drama around it, but there's been some <laughs> rain. It's affected school it's closings floods, and flooding,
1: and yeah. flash flooding flood situations. Certainly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, yep. So you know what, For, Rich Nether, you guys have the best connection. We're just going to go straight to you, and let's get right into the the workflow and and around outsourcing this idea of outsourcing your editing. What, how do you first of all communicate your editing style to a company like Photographers Edit? Uh,
1: so uh, yeah, I, I, I guess I'm going to do a good talk like uh, someone who doesn't use photographers edit uh, I'm like talking to someone who doesn't use Photographer's that just kind of start from square one mm-hmm. so uh, so what I love about photographers edit and um, is that they allow me to actually upload images that I have personally edited and um, so they actually have a good sense um, so so what I do is I I upload first of all my lightroom presets and then I edit some photos to say, "Hey, these are what uh, these precessors put to look like. These are my editing style." Um, basically, photographers says probably looking for, "Hey, do I like it a little bit warm, cool, neutral?" Um, mm-hmm. They're looking probably like all that kind of stuff. Um, dramatic, awesome, um, <laughs> lame, um, whatever. So, uh, selective color. So it's like, yes, I love <laughs> <it>.
2: cross cross. <cross-branded.
0: laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's our yes, favorite yes. thing
1: for sure. <laughs> yep, yep. You can't really kind of like if you could just make this rose red. Yep, yep. <laughs> love it. Um, so, uh, so, but what I love about this, what I was, uh, is that as an artist, I, I tend to kind of uh, not dramatically modify, but just like tweak a little bit. And, and what I like about it is that photographers edit grows with me. So like, so if, if I, if I tweak a little bit from my uh, and I uh, tweak that little preset, I just, I just upload that new preset uh, to photographers edit and then they're, they're on the same page as I'm, I'm on, you know, and that's what, that's what I really love, I love about that. Cause then I can, I can grow. I don't feel like I'm basically in a box. I have to, I have to uh, then edit the way photographers edit and it's so is that um, is the other way around. So which is which is mm-hmm. great. So because I definitely want um, c- consistency. I want the uh, continuity between uh, what towers Edit it does and what I do, so that it's not so, so dramatically different that 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 is noticeably different from my mm-hmm. my class point of view. You know mm-hmm. so. Yeah, so and, yeah. I, I want
0: to comment on a couple of things. I love that you, you pointed this out. And by the way, I feel a little bit guilty that we're kind of highlighting Photographer's Edit. We don't normally make any of our broadcasts on the podcast or Workflow Wednesday, this big commercial for Photographer's Edit, but outsourcing editing or managing editing in any way is part of workflow, yeah. our daily workflow for photographers. And yeah. of course, if we're talking about efficient workflow, you have to at least consider the idea of delegating your, your editing work, either to an in-house assistant or to a third party of some sort. And in this case, photographers that it offers that service. So I appreciate mm-hmm. you, you sharing your experience, mm-hmm. Rich and Heather. And, and just very quickly, I'll comment on that idea of the, uh, the ability to be able to communicate your editing style. And so to that point, uh, it, the, the very first thing actually that we do when we bring you on board as a client is to find out what your editing style is. And Rich, you pointed out the fact that we first enable you to upload examples before after images. So that's images straight out of the mm-hmm. camera. Mm-hmm. And then the same images process the way that you would process them yourself. And what's so important about this is that it gives us a visual reference and why we need a visual reference is if, if we had a hundred photographers say to us, I like a warm white balance uh, today, you're seeing a warm white balance because I'm using some incandescent yeah. lights <laughs> um, for, for lighting. But A warm white balance means 100 different things to 100 different photographers, right? That word Mm -hmm. is subjective. And so Mm -hmm. because of that, and of course, this applies to contrast and brightness and and grain and and so forth, because of that, we need a visual reference. And so that's Mm -hmm. the first thing that we go to is that visual reference. And then the second thing, as you mentioned, Rich, is the ability to be able to upload a Lightroom preset. And to be very clear, we don't use presets as an excuse to avoid that custom editing service that that Mm -hmm. we offer. Um, What we actually use those presets for is a baseline finish. Mm -hmm. So if you have a particular preset that effectively represents your editing style, it's a starting point, it's a baseline. We apply, you upload that into your account and we apply that preset before we begin the editing process, Mm -hmm. adjusting brightness, contrast, straightening, cropping, uh, noise reduction, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, But it's a starting point for us and that's the purpose of that that preset. If you were to upload before after images, not give us the preset and say, match the look of these images, it would be much, much more time-consuming to try to match that style. So the the preset gives us a starting point and we work from there. And then we do, and and the third section of that editing style page, which Rich, I'm glad that you mentioned, you have the ability to update on an ongoing basis as your style does change. It's really important. In fact, we highlight on your account dashboard, hey, the last time you updated your editing style was, and we give you that date just as a reminder. Um, But that that third section enables you to be able to go ahead and, and verbally or textually Uh, communicate your editing style when it does come to white balance and and contrast and brightness. And basically, we're able to take that information, culling, cropping, uh, black and white, and so forth, and match that information with the visual references that you've given us. And with that, kind of complete the picture of your editing style. So that's the process involved. Um, Anything that you want to add to that, Haley, or Rich and Heather, for for that matter?
3: Um, Well, for me, I I use it very... (laughs) inconsistently just because I'm not shooting full time all the time. Um, But I do like that. I can upload that preset um, because I purchased a preset that I really liked and then tweaked it to where I had it to fit my style more. Like it had grain in it that I didn't want and all of that. Um, And I've been able to just upload that and share the before and afters. And it's been super helpful. Um, I just got back a, an order, today that I send in on Sunday. So I'm really excited to look at it. I haven't looked at it yet, <laughs> but yeah.
0: Cool. Rich and Heather, anything else? Oh yeah. I
1: think, I think you just touched it a little bit, but someone would probably ask again, like uh, uh, what about black and whites? And yeah, mm-hmm. and I'll do, I do not like that photographers edit because photographers edit, I, I mean, when I first started uh, with photography, I thought black and whites were just black and white, like you just take the color out, and like it is so incredible how different black and whites can be, and how how personal black and whites can be for for photographer to photographer. Um, it is. It's almost as complicated as as uh, and personal as as, uh, as as color, and so I appreciate that that photographers that it actually does allow me to upload two presets, one color, one black and white, and then they use it for that as well. Yeah. So uh, um, I'm sure that your viewers are going to ask that question. I'm just going to throw it out there, you know. So, yeah, i appreciate
0: that. that yeah and and you do have the opportunity when you go to place an order to be able to select if you do want black and white um, as part of this order whether it's a portrait session or a wedding you can select the percentage of images that you want converted to black and white and it gives you a little bit more control in that realm as well i will as yeah, a... As a side note, I'll just add this little bit before I go to my next question, Um, and that is that we do have the ability, we've added the ability within the last um, month, maybe two two months at the most, to be able to choose from a a pre-created style. We offer a couple of styles, actually, that you can choose from as a photographer who either, A, doesn't have a definitive style yet, you've not come up with that, it's totally Mm -hmm. fine. Um, We offer both a true-to-life preset, if you will, a style to choose from, and we also offer a film option. If you like film but you don't have a particular film preset that you're already using, you can choose that. So in that onboarding process, as you're setting up your account with Photographer's Edit, if you don't have a custom style that you want to share with us, then you can choose from one of those two presets. We're going to actually add more to that mix going into 2019 just to make it even easier for photographers to get started with the service. So I just wanted to add that in. But let's jump to the next question. Um, so, I, Rich, you're shooting a, a wedding, a portrait session. What's once you've come back with those images? What's kind of the next step in the process of prepping the images to send to photographers? To edit? Do you do you call? Uh, do you prep images for the blog? What does that whole process look like?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, like uh, this is where Heather comes in. Uh, this is what's there's a there's a, a huge. Huge help with us. I'm gonna let her answer this question for me.
2: Oh, I don't think I have anything really profound to add here except that we do call our images. Um so for example, uh this we, past weekend we, we say,
1: when she says we, she means I mean, mostly her. I mean me. I mean <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs>
2: um so for example, this past weekend we had a wedding both on Saturday and a wedding on Sunday. Now I was hired to just shoot for two hours for both of those days. So what Saturday looked like for me is after I got, um, back from the wedding, um, actually rich and I got back from the wedding that evening. And then we have a, 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 a he transfers the images that, that goes through the night. And then on Sunday, um, he left for the Sunday wedding and I stayed at home and I went ahead and called Saturday. Um, so then by the time he got home Sunday evening and transferred the images Sunday evening, uh, by Monday, both of our weekend weddings were cold and uploaded to photographers Edit.
1: She's a machine. <laughs> She's awesome. I call
2: I call our weddings and then I've found recently that a recall is very helpful for me. I will take just a little bit of time after that initial call because when you're going through the first time, you haven't seen all the images from from the entire day quite yet. And so I will end up overpicking a little bit and I have I have learned if I take just a little bit of time, maybe 20 20 minutes or so and recall. There's a lot of times that I'm removing duplicates. I don't want to bog photographers' edit down with images that are too similar to each other. Uh, um, we don't want to bog our clients down as well. So <laughs> for for us, more is not better. Quality is better and, and having the right images that we are uploading to edit. So,
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, how so many yeah. images
0: roughly do you uh, deliver to a client from a wedding? For example, about
1: six mm-hmm.
2: to 700 mm-hmm. images okay.
0: yeah, That's in for, a,
1: especially for an eight, eight hour wedding, you know, yeah. I mean like our my, average... my, my, our, we, I mostly shoot eight hour weddings. Um, there are, there are times where I'll shoot like a nine or 10. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I
2: typically am only shooting for a couple of hours during that day. So, and my, and I go in and my shooting style is not to spray and pray. I really take my time and make sure that I've gotten the detail shots that I need. And so my my images aren't aren't real plentiful. Like I take what I need and and then I leave. So yeah, I don't add. And a that's something that
0: has to be like really highlighted. as it's so easy these days, even even more so now with the mirrorless cameras. That it, did you just yeah. hold that button down and and now you have thirty images. Um, right. It not only makes the cool. post production process less efficient, but to your point too, I, I think right. giving our clients a thousand images, for example, or fifteen hundred right. images, it's just way, way overkill. And then yeah. you're minimizing the the quality which you're actually delivering to them. Mm-hmm. More ideally, yeah. you're highlighting your great photography versus just slamming them with fifteen hundred okay images. I so totally I agree.
2: Great. And then they're not during the headlights, completely overwhelmed with the wedding album process as well, because when yeah. you have a, an absolute ton of photos, decision making becomes very, very difficult. So we try to yeah. Provide maybe less than what some photographers do, but make sure that the photos that we're choosing are great and the well, ones we've, that
1: we've never had a client complain. We we've delivered too too few. Too few. No. Uh, we have had um, one com- not complain, but just like I couldn't get anything from her because she was just so well overwe- She was so overwhelmed. We I mm-hmm. thought she could be thrilled with a fourteen hundred photos. Like oh. I, I, I duplicated. Uh, this was early in my career. I, like, oh. I gave both black and white and color, and like I was like, I'm going to just make her like. And, uh, and there goes Nathan. Whoa. Oh, no. <laughs> Nathan.
2: We might have lost Nathan. Oh, man. Did you, did you
1: lose me? by
3: what I just said. <laughs> oh, I, I still don't. see Nathan.
1: Can you hear me still? <laughs> do
3: you still see Nathan? You do? Yeah. Okay. Can you yeah. hear me?
1: Uh, but do you hear him?
3: I can hear Nathan, but Uh-oh. Richard Heather cannot hear Nathan. <laughs> I cannot hear Nathan. Okay. okay. And I think he can hear us.
0: I can hear oh, everybody, wow. but I'll tell you what, okay. Rich. Continue so, uh, with that thought. I'm going to drop out. Let
3: us know if he communicates right. the next yeah. question yeah. to you. He's going to leave, and we're going to keep talking.
2: <laughs> okay, that hey. sounds good. <laughs> so what Rich was just referencing, though, is that early, early on in our wedding photography career, he we. Kind of adopted that mentality that more might be yeah. better, and so he was talking about releasing all of the photos yeah. in black, yeah. color and, and in and black then, and white.
1: And then I to try like contact her and be like, "Hey, so uh, let's pick out your images for your for your wedding." And she has a she has like a full time yeah. job. She has a full time. Name again. Uh, and so right.
0: um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so she, she
1: has. Welcome a full, back, host. They, they have their own. Li- they still have lives. You know, they're they're mm-hmm. in school. They're, they have full time mm-hmm. jobs. Mm-hmm. They don't have time to go through 1400 images and make critical decisions about about a wedding album you know so mm-hmm. and so you know, um, seriously
0: I, something I, I just shot a wedding a few weeks ago it's been maybe about a month ago now and i ended up delivering about 700 ish images mm-hmm. to um the bride and grooms actually a family member of mine but it was interesting <laughs> oh no <Nathan. laughs> he went away again oh what? i can still I, see him um <laughs>
3: uh,
1: do you see live do you go off on live as well he
3: okay.
1: let me I, go I, 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 can, I can finish up his thought
3: Sorry, <laughs> 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 you, you
0: still not see me or hear me?
3: I don't know whether or not. I, are I are we? They can't see you.
0: Okay. Uh, uh, we so so uh, hey,
1: what I'm going to let you. What okay. about uh, the Hold live on on just, viewers? Can the live viewers? hang uh, on one
3: second, Rich.
0: <laughs> yeah. So for those of you listening to the podcast, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have a comment. Someone commented.
3: Okay. okay so, what's the comment say? What does the comment
1: say? <laughs>
3: does it? What are, what are, what okay, they see Nathan.
1: All right, Haley. I'm going to go to you. For uh, they, this we moment. see Nathan. Okay. okay. All right, Joan. Thank let's you just so much. Keep going. Yeah, I just can't yeah. hear Nathan. Well, so- I
3: I did have a comment about. Um, oh no, I think I'm the only one here now, maybe. But let's see. Gosh. I think right. we have them back. Yay!
1: <laughs> Yay. Okay. Okay. We get, we're getting more comments now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay, it looks rich. Rich and Heather, it looks like you guys are the ones that have the buggy system because we've got a couple oh. comments saying that that everybody can see. They oh, can that's see so me, weird. So. That's,
1: that's never happened. That so, is so weird. Um,
0: right. But just 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 to explain very briefly for those <laughs> listening on the podcast and the audio version. Uh, we're doing a live video, a Facebook live video here, and um, sometimes we run into some technical issues with the internet connection or the the software that we're using. And uh, I apparently looked like I was cutting out from Rich and Heather, and and hence the chaos. But I think so. we're all back now it looks like everybody can see and hear us. Um, so let's just jump back to the conversation very quickly. Haley, you said you were gonna comment on, on the topic?
3: Well, yeah, so um, when we were talking about, or well, y'all, I think Rich and Heather were talking about not spraying and praying. I actually, when we went to the cookout last week, um, someone spoke about how he basically is a spray and prayer. He just shoots and shoots and shoots. And it was specifically to get like an emotional photo Mm -hmm. um and so like he could shoot 35 images in the sequence and then there would be one image out of it that he actually delivered but his images blew me away and i've always been one to not overshoot Mm -hmm. and then it made me question like should i be shooting more and Mm -hmm. so now i'm interested to try it out just for those emotional pieces yes
1: Uh, when, when i see emotions um i spray i don't pray <laughs> I, I definitely know what I'm doing. All right, praying basically, praying basically means I hope I got something. And uh, and I yeah. and I, like I spray uh, when when I'm like trying to get a specific moment, or if somebody's mm-hmm. talking, like definitely during, during the speeches, and and it's really hard to get someone yeah. um, to freeze someone yeah. talk, talking and for it to look um, normal. So I, right. there are certain points of the, of the day that I definitely mm-hmm. spray. I just don't pray. Although <laughs> well, and, I, I, I do so, pray so just pray just general, but, being like, like, but
0: not, <laughs> just again, to give a little bit of context to the conversation, Haley was referring yeah. to the cookout, which is actually a photography conference that photographers Edit just sponsored in Atlanta last week. And uh, G-Day, and, and I, forgive me, I can't remember G-Day's last name, uh, but G-Day gave us a, an extremely powerful, powerful presentation demonstrating his work. We'll make sure to to link to his mm-hmm. website in the show notes so everybody can can see his just stunning, stunning work. Uh, but he actually not only talked about the fact that that he would shoot say 30 images, 35 images in a sequence. He actually demonstrated it for us. So he literally he he talked us through this process where he starts to to photograph at a certain point, mm-hmm. and then walks us through. And he's like, okay, and 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 then I got I captured this little moment right here and then I kept shooting, I kept shooting, and I captured this little moment right here. Mm-hmm. And then he would sometimes show us the finished product, one of those images processed um, to be delivered to the client or to put on his website or otherwise. Yeah. It was a it was definitely an eye-opening perspective. Um, I would still tend to hold back because I don't want, you know, whatever, 30x the number of images that I'm I'm going to give to the client because the calling process, whether I I do it myself yeah. or I give it to Photographer's edit to, to call, it's either going to cost me time Uh, and or money. And Mm -hmm. I just, I don't want to complicate the process. So I definitely different approaches to this, to this whole conversation.
2: I remember listening to Joe, I don't want to get off track too much here, but just one quick thought. I remember listening to Joe Musink speak to this, um, this issue of capturing genuine raw emotion and moments. um, And he actually was saying that when he wasn't shooting, he would walk around as if he had a camera in his hand to practice his response time. And he would say, he, he, it's almost he, like he would pretend he had a camera in his hand he'd and would be like, click, 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 click.
3: click, click. And it,
2: to me, it has more to do with the photographer's awareness of their environment and their response time and mm. less to do with how many images. I'm not discounting what this photographer said at this conference. That sounds like a, a, a legitimate, you know, uh, uh, way to go about, you know, this, but Rich captures moments all the time too, in a way that is a little bit different, just because of response time and yeah. awareness. And, and
1: we, we were actually talking to a photographer just the other day, and we we were noticing how many uh, we were just standing still, and she was taking just tons of photos of us, just like like the exact same photo, not not a capturing a child, a capturing a moment. And yeah, she and she she does kind of go overboard. Um, and she says she does go overboard, but like she's trying to do the same thing. But the same thing, she also admitted that she hated. She hates the the backyard. She hates the. It takes her months to get images to class because she has so many yeah. images to go through. So, right at this point, well,
2: regardless of whether or not you outsource the um, editing, you, like you said, it's either going to cost a tremendous amount of time or money to actually get through the culling process. Right. So, well, and, and, and to
0: finish my. That. Yeah, and to finish my thought earlier before I kind of dropped out, um, the, I delivered 700-ish images to my cousins, and um, what she actually ended up sharing to Facebook was mm-hmm. a, a collection of 100 And fifty images or so. So you got to think, you know, that's Mm -hmm. whatever that is, twelve percent or thirteen percent or something like that, of the images that I actually delivered to her, Mm -hmm. um, are ones that actually mattered to her. And if you think about Mm -hmm. so many photographers delivering a thousand, fifteen hundred, maybe even two thousand images to a to a client. Yeah. That the overwhelm is incredible, and and really, our clients at the end of the day don't expect that many images. I don't. I don't think in most cases. So um, yeah. it is a loaded topic. I get it. Um, I Heather, I would actually tend to agree with you in this case, in that I think we should be a little bit more aware of the moment. And it's one thing to hold down the shutter to get two or three images. You know, mm-hmm. the split second differences sometimes between an image, like let's say for a yeah. kiss, for example, where. Right. <laughs> Maybe they're leaning in for the kiss and one one shot is just stunning and the next one they're pulling away and there's a string of saliva or something <laughs> funny <laughs> right. like that. Um, right. You want the right split second. And so yeah. I understand shooting two or three images, but the idea of just holding down and machine gunning it just, um, it mm-hmm. seems to kind of take away the, the, the art, the craft of being aware, being present in the moment, being able to capture that effectively. So uh, great points. Um, Very quick question. Uh, two questions, actually. Number one, you guys do your own calling and actually about 75% of our clients do their own calling. Is there a reason that you do that versus outsourcing that aspect of it to photographers at it as well?
2: Well, I think this goes back to the wedding questionnaire and knowing from our clients, what are really important, significant moments of their day. So what looks like a photo that may or may not be chosen by someone who wasn't part of that wedding day. Um, Maybe something of significance to our clients, so we just want to make sure yeah, we, that we, we go through and we. We shoot. were there.
1: We know our clients. In fact, yeah. in fact, a couple of weddings ago, I thought it was so. This was so funny. She's like, uh, she told her dad to pull up his pull up his pants so I could take a shot of his socks. Well, the, the dad is wearing literally just plain white socks. I'm like, okay. And so it was significant to them because <laughs> apparently he never wore um, it, it. Like his. His grandfather made the tradition of going to weddings and only wearing white socks because he only That's wore cool. dress socks okay. uh, all the time. And so, and so like if if a stranger was calling my wedding, it would be like it would be a really boring shot of someone wearing literally white socks, mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. they would have gone right past it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, and so that's just a little, little bit of, of, of why we do what we do.
0: That makes sense. And and do you guys, the other question I have for you is in that culling process, I know that some Mm -hmm. photographers will maybe choose images uh, to process for social media, or Mm -hmm. maybe they're going to put it on the blog Mm -hmm. or otherwise. Do Mm -hmm. you do that during the culling process? Yeah. Uh, yeah, So
2: in Lightroom, the um, six is the keyboard shortcut to, to make an image red. And um, so what I do when I'm culling through a wedding is I will hit P for pick. Those are the images that or we're ultimately gonna end up with edit um, and will be released to our clients. I will hit seven for yellow if it's an image that is an action shot of one of us. Um, Either we've taken it of each, something we've grabbed of each other or something another photographer has taken of us. Those all get a a rating of seven of yellow. And then I will choose in red the images that really stand out to me for social media. Um, And we do not blog every wedding. Um, But the weddings that where we tend to be working with our dream vendors and a great collection of people that we really want to or a venue that we really want to focus on and, Mm -hmm. you know, spend our time really um, getting that that you know, it's, it's a relationship building thing. And so yeah, the yeah, images yeah. will, yeah. So yes, the images that go on the blog and or social media, if we're not blogging that particular wedding, we'll get a rating of red and, um, and those will be, we can filter through those at any point. And I would love to say that at that moment, I edit that photo, export it and get it ready for social media, but that doesn't always happen. Sometimes the job is just call, and we're going to get these images to edit and we'll deal with the social media aspect when we can, so. That
0: makes sense. Some photographers will process a select number of Mm -hmm. files, either specifically for the purpose of giving photographers edit some reference as to how they want that particular order processed. Uh, Maybe they're processing it as well for social media or the blog or otherwise. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the opportunity is there. In addition to that editing profile, the style profile that you create for your account, you have the ability to be able to flag a few images, process those images. And um, our team will actually use those images as reference when they go to process and order. And this is, this is particularly helpful for photographers who maybe they have global editing preferences, their editing style, but for a particular order they want something done just a little bit differently, and so mm-hmm. that actually gives our team not only a visual reference, but of course they can look at the develop history and see what's been done to those images. Uh, it's a point of reference that they they can use as well. So I was just curious about about that's that process. That's a great
1: process. point. That's so cool. Yeah. yeah. How do you yeah,
0: how do you then deliver images to photographers edit? What does that look like?
1: Well, we're in Chattanooga, man. We're the fastest internet in the country. <laughs> uh, so uh, so yeah, we um, so uh, so after Heather calls. Um, then I'd basically, basically take over. i do the easy part. <laughs> i do the fun part. Um, so He's like, uh, thank you very much. Thank you. I'll take it <laughs> here. Um, I basically just filter, <laughs> I filter the, uh, I flag uh, the photos. I export it into a rhetoric uh, with a catalog with the smart previews. Um, and as uh, a little uh, unknown command that most people don't, uh, most photographers don't know. It's under file. You go to export as catalog. Um, and, and you just uh, catalog, um, create a new catalog just with the flagged photos. And then also there's a little checkbox box box, box uh, uh, actually create the smart previews. Click that. this creates two files. Um, and then I zip those files up. Um, and then I, I start the ordering zip. And then and then I uh, and then I start the ordering process on Fatal Reset. Um, and then I upload them because uh, Fatal Reset uses this really cool Wii transfer uh, service where you can transfer up to like, two gigs. Um, and so, yeah, I just use that as free service. Um, I go on, and uh, most of the time it's around seven hundred to nine hundred megs. Um, and uh, with with our internet, it'll, it'll be done with, with probably in about a, about two minutes. Um, and uh, and then and I and then I literally wait wait on it. I just watch the whole thing just start, <laughs> you know, fill up, copy copy and paste the link to uh, give it to Fedora edit, and then we're done. Yeah, it's, it's so Lightroom. funny.
0: You talk about 700 meg in two minutes, or even just the idea of uploading yeah. an order in two minutes. Yeah. Uh, not very long ago, before Lightroom and Adobe came out with this concept of a smart preview, which for those not familiar, are basically mini raw files. Um, mm-hmm. So They're about the 10th the size of a regular raw file, and it saves a significant amount of time in uploading files to photographers edit for processing. Um, but it wasn't very long ago where we were having photographers ship hard drives to us. Oh, and yeah, man. We'd, we'd ship them back in return with some jelly bellies. I missed I the, oh, miss the jelly beans. <laughs> we see, the jelly technology
2: <laughs> I isn't good know, for man. everything. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. uh, jelly bellies are kind of traditionally my favorite candy. And so it just made sense to include that when we, when we would ship those hard drives back. But yeah, sure. those, those are, I mean, that was years ago at this point. Yep. And yep. Thankfully, this technology now, even for somebody who doesn't have the best internet connection in the world uh, or in the country like we do, yeah. um, they they can upload an, an order of, let's just say, 2,000 images relatively quickly because of that Lightroom catalog and smart preview technology. It's so much smaller than uploading full-size raw files. Yep. Uh, we still have the complete ability to be able to make the adjustments to those images as necessary. And the only caveat to that conversation is if you ever need us to do any kind of retouching, we, we do ask you to upload JPEG or raw files and we have an interface that enables you to do that. But for, for most of the work that we do, that Lightroom catalog totally makes sense. It's very easy, simple process. And uh, yeah, you can use something like we transfer, you can use Dropbox, mm-hmm. zip it up, uh, I, although, Rich, please explain the the cutting symbol, the I cutting sign, like, how that it, represents zipping. It, <laughs> it
1: was two files, two files now is one. Oh, one now file. it's so one. Now okay. Is, boom. boom. <laughs> two files, now one.
0: Makes sense. Thank so, you.
1: So, so the podcast listeners have no idea. I'm making a scissor, scissor
0: thing. It, the scissor I, motion, yeah. And he said scissors. zip, and I'm like, How's zip, it? okay, zip. got it. Yeah.
1: looked a little gang yeah. yeah. Also, you can like z- zip it up like a zipper, <laughs> I guess. <laughs>
0: Oh, for those of you who only listen to the audio version of this, you have to you watch the live out. sometimes. If out. if only to watch Rich. It's quite the entertainment <laughs> factor.
1: Worth it. Um
0: okay, cool. So you deliver the images to PE. What's mm-hmm. the average turnaround time that you see? Let's let's go with the wedding, since that's larger and that'll give people a mm-hmm. point of reference. Uh
1: so normally um, they get get back to us in about three days. Um, some t- you know, like, uh, you know, about, about three to four days, depending on how, how busy tar Ed it is. But, but yeah, I mean, like it's, um, I think there's a lot of factors that goes along, but for our, our, our experience is about three, about three days, three to four days. So and are you all great. using
0: the, the premium membership where you're, you're mm-hmm. scheduling the orders in advance?
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so that works really well too. Uh, and I'm, I mainly did this because you talked me into it because I um, of just having someone that's consistent, who actually ha- has done a really good job of editing. And I'm like, hey, I trust this this particular editor. Um, I want to use them, and then you, then the photographers editor can actually just can can put time on their calendar and be like, hey. At this time, these these this wedding's gonna come up and you need to edit it. Um, so that's that's the that's the biggest thing though. So yeah, yeah and,
0: and just again for context for those listening in, if you're not familiar with what the premium membership is, very simply it has two big benefits. Number one, you do get faster turnaround time all through the year. Even right now during our busy season, September through November, where you know some wedding orders could take a week or more to get completed you can actually get an order back in three business days um, as long as you do schedule that order in advance. And so when you, when you get a premium membership, it's $99 for the year. And with that membership, you get that faster turnaround time, as long as you schedule your orders in advance four business days in advance. And then you also get, as Rich was referring to, or alluding to a dedicated editing team. And, and to his point, again, it means that it helps. It, the, the consistency is improved in the process. When we're we're literally processing millions of images a year for photographers here in the U.S., in Canada, Europe, Australia, and um, so for the sake of consistency, while we have extremely talented editors and we have an extremely um, stringent training process to for this editing work, if we're processing that many images, the likelihood of there being maybe here and there some inconsistency in the processing is increased when you have all different types of eyes looking at those images. So if you've got a dedicated editing team, the same group of people that are looking at, and this is an editor, a backup editor, in case the person's out sick, um, a QC person and potentially a second QC, quality control person as well. But this team of, of editors who are used to seeing your work, know how to process your work, uh, that also improves the the consistency and the final product that you get back. And that's a pretty significant benefit of the year, especially for a hundred bucks for the, for the whole year. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. a steal really. Yes. Um, so then, turnaround time. I appreciate you commenting on that. I guess the last question that I have for you is with regards to how you get your order back. When you get those images back, mm-hmm. uh, what is the process of of receiving the images and then delivering them to the client look like? Do you spend time kind of reviewing the images before you do you deliver? What is what is that like?
1: Yeah. So, um, so one of the one of the um, the Mm -hmm. services that photographers edit does that we don't take advantage of is categorization so basically photographers edit will actually categorize the images as well Um, and i don't have them do that simply because um a a categorizing um it gives me a natural way of actually just just really quickly in five minutes review if there's anything that really kind of pops out um, um, stands out in my mind that really needs to be tweaked a little bit um, that can do that um, mm-hmm. um, through that. So, so yeah, I, I will. Um, what what happens to me is that um, we will get the catalog back. Um, it does not come back with with the smart Im- smart uh, images. It's just the catalog, which makes also the, the trip back much much uh, faster. And so, uh, and then, so because it does have the previews there, what I do is I actually open up the Lightroom catalog and then ask uh, um, just ask for uh, Lightroom to render the standard previews uh, just so that I can actually go through them really, really quickly, uh, much faster than they're having to wait, wait for them to actually render. Um, so. And, and just that. again
0: for context for those listening in, Rich, what you're talking about is connecting the the Lightroom catalog, which is basically just a database, but yep. the, the Lightroom catalog to to the original RAW files. Exactly. So now the work that our team has done is rendered, as you were saying, as those thumbnails build mm-hmm. on the the original images.
1: Yes, exactly. And so basically, um, that's something that I basically let it do in the background. And when, once that whole process is, is done, um, all the all the previews have then and then been built. Then I can then I can go very quickly go through categorize everything, make sure that everything looks pretty good, um, and then um, we're and, just
2: going through in grid view, you know, yeah, 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 just, just kind of scanning just, everything, selecting things in chunks, you know, so, to categorize yeah, and it's really easy. Gives your eyes a chance to kind of scan and yeah. Once in a while, an image might be black and white, and we'll say, ah, uh,
1: you know, most most of the time, I, this, and I'm this is not I'm blowing smoke up your butt, but I mean, like I, when I'm looking at my these images. Um, I am just, I am just like blown, normally blown away. and just, and also very thankful that like this looks really great. And I didn't do it. I I mean, like, (laughs) you know, like, 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 like,
2: because typically for a creative it's either, or
1: yeah. Yeah. Think about
2: it, you know, either.
1: So that just, um, I, that's what I I'm really thinking that along those terms too. so, I mean, like uh, for me to have complete, be completely uh, hands off of it, um, it wouldn't give me those, those emotions as well, because it really is, it is kind of like a really cool, like, Hey, these look great. I am proud to give these to my clients. Um, and, uh, and, and I didn't have yeah. to do it, which is just, this is a really, it's a really great feeling. It really is. So,
0: and, and I have to ask here, as we kind of close the conversation, how much time did it take when you were editing those images on your own?
1: That's a great question. If I was a really great business person, I would probably have uh, uh, calculated or timed it because we did, we did it so many times, Mm -hmm. but uh, uh, it it always, Heather would be editing for 25 minutes. Then she would take a break. I would, uh, she would literally hand me the computer. I would then edit for 25 minutes and we'd go back and forth. Mm -hmm. Uh, If we were consistent through that, we could probably get through a wedding and I don't know. I mean, like, gosh, um, Four I don't five, know that there was something like that. Something like that. And if
2: it was, we rarely did it all in one sitting, which is what made it a little harder to time. Yeah. You know, if we had started a clock, had a, t- a like a, if a stopwatch or something, it yeah, would have been I, smart.
1: If I, if I did it myself, it would, gosh, days. It would probably, it would, come, it would take me a couple of days to edit it. Yeah. Because again, I'm, I, I don't have that much patience. I get bored. I just, you know, oh, you know, mm, Netflix looks pretty good right now. You know, like, you know, that, that and, uh, yeah. um, you know, it's just the whole yeah. idea of like, I, this is not my, this is not what I got into photography for. Um, I don't want to sit in front of the computer all day long. Um, mm-hmm. I just, that's, that's not, I mean, like, yeah, I, as photographers... I, it's, it's, it's just so strange because editing is very important to me, but, I hate it as well. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's a, it's well, a, and,
0: and to that very point, I mean, some photographers actually will say that they, they enjoy it. In fact, I still enjoy playing with a, a new preset and applying it to oh, an image and see oh, yeah. how it renders the image. I mean, it, that stuff, it's not that we're minimizing oh, yeah. the, the, the enjoyment to the potential oh, yeah. enjoyment of that process. But oh, yeah. what, what I ultimately want to highlight in this conversation about time is that with that, let's just say six hours, eight hours, 10, whatever it may have, however many it may have been, the average photographer that I talked to, we're talking more like 12 to 16 hours mm-hmm. per yeah. wedding and then do mm. the math on that multiply that out over a 20, year yeah, yeah. incredible amount of time and as a result you yeah. miss out doing the things uh, as we've talked about here on the podcast and on I think the show before too that will actually move your business forward editing doesn't do that thing uh, and then of course you also have more time to to spend with the important people there in your yeah. life and 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 that's i mean you can't get that back and and no. to 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 forsake that for this for the purpose of processing an image just the way that you want to, or just because you enjoy processing uh, Mm -hmm. images. I I think there's, there's a kind of an imbalance there of priorities. And so that's, that's really the mission here.
2: We also need to make a distinction between a hobby and a full-time professional career. There is a big difference. I mean, you know, there's a very big difference. If someone is, has a, a photography hobby and enjoys editing images, that becomes a very different thing when you're shooting twenty five weddings a year, nothing to that extent is fun and enjoyable all the time for that amount of time. Mm-hmm. Like that is a tremendous amount of time, like you just talked about when you do the math. Mm-hmm. So if we're shooting one to two weddings per weekend for a majority of the mm-hmm. year, that is a ton of time that we cannot get back. Mm-hmm. And you made a really good point in our um, two weeks ago in our in our conversation about this, which is that, If you're someone who really enjoys the process of editing and loves to have control over that, by all means, edit the photos for social media, edit the photos for your blog. That can be something that you are extremely good at, you know, and you enjoy. But there's a big difference between putting 50 images from a wedding day on a blog post, and editing 700 images every week for every wedding. That's just, there's a huge disparity there, you know? So
0: That's a a really great point. And I appreciate you making that distinction and and clarifying. Uh, And I will just add one thing. Uh, Rich, you're very generous in your compliments about um, not really having to do anything with the images when you get back. But of course, uh, and, and by the way, Joan says, thank you, Rich, for saying what other photographers are thinking and feeling. Um, Rich, I, so, Rich, <laughs> yeah. Rich yeah, your I, insight I, and wisdom I, is wonderful.
1: I am. Yeah, I'm pretty sure because obviously my personality is different. You know I mean? Like I'm an extrovert. I, I want to be around people. Um, I, I love being in front of my computer. Like you said, I, I, I do like, um, doing presets and like, Ooh, that looks really good. Should I, should I tweak? I want to mm-hmm. tweak this a little more. I like, I do like that aspect of it. It is because it's create as creative. Um, and it, and it feeds my creative soul. But to 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 be to, to do it several times <laughs> um, is another thing altogether. Um, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, some the people tedium. some people do find it relaxing, or they just really enjoy doing it. And hey, whatever you know. But for me, again, um, we're my, talking about
2: full time professional photographers, you know. Yeah, in fact, well, I was actually
1: I, was actually, uh, pho- I photographed a um, a Potter this morning, and he and his sister are both um, uh, both potters and he basically just made the distinction that like hey my 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 uh he said my sister was a as a true artist but she didn't have she didn't have any way to she doesn't know how to run a business and so like like she and, and so and so now he runs a business i guess to do what he loves in pottery but uh, she, her business kind of went out, out of like She mm-hmm. doesn't do much um, because she didn't know how to run a business. Mm-hmm. And so now she doesn't do, get to do pottery or business because she has, mm-hmm. she has to, you know, uh, do something else, she somebody else run the business, you know? So yeah. there's, there's a distinction, there's a balance between being an artist, mm-hmm. but right. also knowing that you're running a business. And so like, mm-hmm. if you don't run a business well, you don't get to do either. Mm-hmm. And, and um, or, or you don't, point. you know, or you don't do it, being paid, you know, you, you yeah mm-hmm. do a hobby if want to. But yeah. I mean,
0: well, that. but then again, to, to Heather's point too, the, the idea of, we'll start with delegation of editing or outsourcing editing. It doesn't have to be mutually exclusive mm-hmm. from the creative process. You still can process images for your, for social media, for the blog, or maybe for albums yeah. um, so that you still have your hand in it. If you enjoy that process so much, that's great. Uh, but then simultaneously mm-hmm. being an artist and I was just interviewing uh, Nicole Hoffman today, who's a, a photographer uh, and also works for Tave as a CRM, and she was she was talking about where we were talking about the the significance of running a business, and she was saying that you know ninety percent of running a photography business is actually business, and yep. the the yep. rest is the photography. Yep. Uh, but one of the things we also discussed discussed is that business and art aren't mutually exclusive. You mm-hmm. can do both
2: to be both and if
0: you correct. Mm-hmm. So if you put those systems in place. It saves you the time, which then frees you up to still be the the artist, the photographer, mm-hmm. and to really throw yourself into that element that you so love. So this mm-hmm. doesn't have to be an either or, all or nothing conversation. Yep. Yep. And, um, Th- and Heather, I, mean. I think you've you've exemplified the the a, a wonderful balance there, where yeah. you, it's not that you're total hands off, but in, in the case of the actual editing, the busy work of editing those six seven hundred images you're delegating that so you can do other things that are more important. And and I think that's yeah. a great, great balance.
1: Yeah. I think um, uh, Mike Cologne uh, said that one time where like he, he built up his business so that he could hire a second photographer to get the safe shot. So he could, he could do what he really was passionate about was being the artist. You know, he, he went, he let somebody else do be like the main photographer to get all the safe shots and he was all doing, getting the really artistic shot, all the shots that he wanted to get, you know, because he knew, Mm-hmm. You know, um, and that, and so like he, he ran his business in a way like hey i'm gonna i'm gonna I'm going to do, I'm going to make decisions so I can make space for what ha- have you a, love. have a great business, but also love what, what I'm doing as well. Mm. So very yeah. good.
0: Very good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, just very quickly as we close now, I'm, I'm just going to comment. Um, what I was starting to say earlier, Rich is despite your very wonderful, wonderful compliments. And, and I do appreciate those. And I'm glad that's been your experience. And I, I will say the last time I looked at our, our redo percentage on, on orders that come in and we've been in business now for, for 10 years, I think the percentage is something like 3%. Mm. Um, so we don't get a lot of requests for redos, but we, we, We do have a really cool um, feedback system built into Photographer's Edit that very quickly enables you to be able to give feedback on orders. So if you get an order back and you're like, you know what, this looks great, uh, but maybe the contrast is a little too soft or the the white balance was uh, it was a little bit too cool. Whatever the situation might be, Um, we've got a system built into your account in the order history right next to that order that you just got back. You click on the appropriate emoji uh, that reflects however you may be feeling about the order. And then you can give us feedback, (laughs) positive or negative. And it's a very organized and very kind of succinct and precise way to give feedback. You don't even have to email customer support and wait for them to respond and then give them more information and then wait for them to respond. Mm. You can just simply give feedback and say, hey, look, these are my preferences. This is what I asked for. This wasn't quite followed exactly like I had in mind. Here are a couple of examples of how I'd like it to be done. And then you check a little box at the bottom that says, please redo my order with the feedback that I've given you. And that is built in the system. You can take advantage of that. So if you do ever get an order back, again, this is not an all or nothing proposition. It's not give the images to photographers edit and they do whatever they want. <laughs> yeah. If you give the, the images to photographers edit, they match your editing style. And if there is ever any issue in the process, then you can give us feedback. We make the corrections and it's a win-win. We get better for it. You don't have to do additional work. It's a it's a really great setup. And um, and, and, well, I'll, and I, go ahead.
2: I think that's a really important point though, because typically when you talk to a photographer who has... um. Who isn't outsourcing, and you ask if they've ever tried outsourcing, it's usually like this. I tried one time and the photos didn't look like I want them to look. And it's like they gave up. It was like, it was like one bad experience tainted this, this thing with monumental potential for, for business growth that that it was just like. And so I try to encourage people. I'm like, it's an ongoing process. And and they've made, they're making it easier and easier and easier to give feedback again uploading those those images that you edited i mean there's so many new features that there weren't years and years ago that make it so much more beneficial to actually have this ongoing relationship in which you get what you want back from photographers edit it's a beautiful thing so if you tried it one time and it didn't you thought it didn't work a little bit of feedback can go a long way Trying again and then honing in on what it is that you weren't happy with that very first time that you tried before you just gave up. you know
0: and, and it does. I'm so glad that you made that point, point. and we will end on this. Uh, I know I' <laughs> saying they were closing out, but, but it, it's it's a, it's a, it. it's a, it's a really right. powerful point and and it's analogous to well first of all, um, to kind of reiterate what you're saying, Heather, it's important to understand that you as the photographer are now the the employer mm-hmm. of an editor or an editing team, yeah. yes, photographers it is. edit that employee employer employer employee or relationship requires communication anytime that you play the, the role of a manager or a CEO and you're overseeing a team whether small or large, it requires communication and you know trying us one time would be analogous to you know you go to your your first day on the job and your employer says sell clothes and that's literally all, the only context that they give you and they expect you to just do it and you're left wondering, but what does sell closed mean? Do you want us to sell closed this way? Do you want us to take this approach? And what about these mm-hmm. kinds of conversations that come up? And then what about in this situation? How do I handle that? And How do I handle closing the store in the evening? And there's no details. Those details are only communicated if there is active conversation. And so, you would never walk into an employer employee situation and say one thing and expect all of that to be accomplished without the details to support it. There has Mm -hmm. to be communication, there has to be conversation. And again, we are the employee, you're the, the employer, you're the boss, you get to tell us how things are done, but you have to do so in detail. And if we don't do it right the first or second time, just like an employer employee relationship in the retail world or corporate world for that matter, then there's continued training, there's continued communication, ongoing communication for the sake of clarifying the role and how this thing works in this particular scenario. And, and that is how you then establish a much better employer-employee relationship. So uh, there, there is a tendency, I think, for photographers to expect, not just a company like Photographer's Edit, but maybe others as well to kind of read their, their mind just to immediately know exactly what it is that they want without communication. Communication is so important. Uh, and as it is really an in, in, all of running a business. And uh, so I'm glad that you make that point. We'll end on that note, a great note at that. Um, thank you guys so much for sharing today your perspective. Thanks Haley for chiming in too. And I apologize for all the technical difficulties for those listening in. Um, we out. are we are on Facebook Live. So if you ever want to come watch these videos live, facebook.com slash photogs edit. The, the advantage to watching live is that you can actively comment. And I appreciate those who chimed in today, you can comment, ask us questions, make suggestions, comments yes. on your experience. Thanks, John. And, um, and don't hesitate, by the way, to, to email us. If you have ideas, suggestions for future episodes, Nathan at photographersedit.com or Haley at photographersedit.com. We'd love to get that feedback. Uh, we will see you next time for Workflow Wednesday. Have a great day.
2: Sounds good. Good to see you guys. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.
0: Thank you so much for listening to the Boca Podcast. Will you let us know what you thought by leaving a review of the podcast in iTunes or the Apple podcast app? And I'd love to hear from you personally with your thoughts about the podcast and maybe suggestions about future topics and guests for the show. My email is Nathan at photographersedit.com. The of podcast is brought to you by Photographer's Edit, custom image editing for the wedding and portrait photographer. Visit photographersedit.com.